1: We're in a state of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in my and brandy. I'm gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. We'll pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned. I've
2: got all my paraphernalia set up. Oh. My coffee, my, coffee, my water, my weed. All my.
0: Yeah insane.
2: My lip gloss for when Paul comes on. Oh brother. (laughs) I mean he's adorable come on. Does he know you're his biggest fan? I don't know but so the reason I came to know who Paul McDonald was is because one of my dearest friends in the world has actually somehow I don't know if he did manage him or he's, I don't even really know. So we're going to have to ask Paul because you know who's knocking it out of the park right now and their managerial skills is Tish Cyrus. Because I'm on a roll. Miley's album is out and just on fire. And let's not forget about Noe being nominated by the Grammys for Best New Artist. So yes, she is. If I was old Paul, I'd be hitting old Tish up. (laughs) <laughs> oh my God. Well,
0: speaking of Miley's record, I feel like the MC fans would love to hear what our favorite songs are on Plastic Hearts.
2: So somebody on Facebook and our group asked me that question, and I don't think I can pick one, but I could pick like three or four. Yeah, t- like three faves or four. Okay, so I really think that probably some of the best songs that are on that record are Plastic Hearts and Angel. What the bleep do I know? The clean version. That was always my favorite. You know, I always wanted that to kind of come out as a first look. And, you know, I had my pick for singles. But I think Plastic Hearts and Angels Like You is probably the best songs. And I love them more than anything. And I do love Prisoner. But one of my all-time favorites is um, It'll Never Be Me. And Mm -hmm. it's just such an amazing song. And I just, I can't quit listening to it. So those are my favorites. You?
0: Wow. Hot take. I've been listening to it for the, just nonstop for the past couple of days now. My favorite track, I think, is Give Me What I Want.
2: Okay. I understand that. I get I'm it. I'm
0: obsessed. The The bridge section is the sickest thing. Like, when I listen to it, I'm just like, this is sick thing.
2: Yeah. So many people love that song. They really I do. really love it a lot. But- Plastic Hearts is just, and you know, I'm such an 80s girl. And if you really listen to these, there's very much an 80s vibe to these, especially Angels Like You. I mean, that is just a big, massive 80s power ballad. It truly is. And so I think that's why I love those particular songs as they just give me so many 80s vibes and Prisoner in the video. So the that is definitely why those are some of my favorites. But that's an amazing song.
0: It's really cool and really unique. My other faves are What the F Do I Know? Yep. I like I like the not clean version. Hi, I'm obsessed with. Hi's amazing. It it's really It's so is. so good. And you know what? I do love Prisoner.
2: Prisoner. Uh-huh. Prisoner. <laughs> I mean it's just so good.
0: And it's just so catchy. Yeah. But the whole album's really good, honestly. She's outdone herself.
2: Yeah, I always thought what the fuck do I know? I always thought You know, from my side, that song should kind of come first and set up the record. That didn't happen. Everybody kind of voted against me on that. I just thought, what the fuck do I know really set the album up and set the record up? And it is streaming on Spotify as big as Plastic Hearts. And so, you know, I've got the ear.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just think that song like when you like the first couple of listens of that song, you really just kind of hear that tagline and you just hear this like rock and roll, like the music, the rock and roll music behind it. And then when you should listen to it a couple of times, lyrically, it's very relatable and it definitely tells a story. And I, I like the story behind that song a lot.
2: Me too. i just honestly think the whole entire record is amazing and I'm so proud of her. And I think it really represents who she is as an artist. And I can't stop listening to it. And I'm usually not like that because usually when I'm working on a record like that and I'm listening to it all the time and hearing different mixes, I get so tired of it that then I don't want to really listen to it once it comes out. But that has not been the case. I cannot stop listening to it. And we just shot a Noah video, which is fire. And I cannot wait till her next song comes out because it is incredible. And so anyway, I'm just, I'm just working my little tail off over here. So I'm a little shocked right
0: now talking to you because you called me this morning, bright and early, and you said you were very hungover from smoking some indica last night. You seem great now.
2: You know what? It's because I'm drinking my coffee, but like I said, I could not sleep last night, and I don't know if everybody else or any one of you guys, and you can. You know, get on Facebook and talk about it if you want. But, like, I've been having some serious anxiety. And I think it's because over the holidays, we weren't all together because we didn't want to fly during this time because of COVID. And I think I was just so anxious over, like, Thanksgiving, really the whole weekend. And I just wasn't able to sleep. And so, last night, I was tossing and turning because, honestly, I did go to bed at, like, 940, maybe 930 because... I don't know why. I was just bored because I had been alone since like Thursday. And so I went to sleep and then I woke up at 1:30 and I couldn't go back to sleep. And I was like, ugh, I'm gonna smoke the dreaded because I need to fall back asleep. And so I smoked some Indica. I was so hungover this morning. And you're all gonna think this is a joke, but this happened. I literally make my coffee as it's dripping, go feed the dogs, and I just can't wait to have my drink of coffee. And I had put the coffee cup onto the thing upside down
0: no so when
2: I came back the coffee was literally everywhere I was so angry I'm like like, it was awful it was literally everywhere so then I had to clean up that mess and start all over but actually I feel better right now than I have the entire day you seem great being that I have been anxiety ridden and smoking a little bit of weed at night (laughs) a little bit maybe a lot I have been seriously digging me some Magic Spoon. Owl. Oh, yeah. I've now ventured out to other flavors. Oh, you have? I'm so proud. You know me, I was just the fruity and frosted that I'm, I'm digging on some cocoa right now.
0: Oh, I got excited and thought you were going to say the blueberry because that's my favorite flavor of Magic Spoon. Should I try the blueberry?
2: Absolutely. It is so
0: good. It's almost like a dessert cereal, if you ask me. But if you can believe it, it's zero grams of sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. So it's cereal that's good for you and tastes amazing. It's like too good to be true. It really
2: is. I'm obsessed with it.
0: Tish is a big cereal gal. And uh, for her to give it her Badge of approval is a really big deal. Um, So check this out. If you guys like cereal, this one is super legit because it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. So I'm pretty sure it fits into like any diet that you've got going on. And it's just super yummy. Great bedtime snack, like Tish said. So go to magicspoon.com slash stoned to grab a variety pack and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code STONED at checkout and you'll get that free shipping.
2: And as we always let you guys know, they want you to be completely happy. So if you don't like it, which you will, it is backed with a money back guarantee. They'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's
0: magicspoon.com slash stoned and then use the code stoned for free shipping. Thanks, Magic
2: Spoon, for sponsoring the pod. I love free shipping. Who doesn't love some free shipping? It's just a bummer. When you go to check out and you see the price, and then it—you're shipping kicks me off.
0: Me too. 2020, get with it, people.
2: Seriously. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm getting stoked because you know, we record our podcast early. And so today is Sunday for us, even though this will come out on Thursday. I'm so pumped up for the undoing. That's what I'm doing the minute we hang up. The minute. It's the final episode. Hope you guys have been watching it. Actually, I just forced Miley. She hasn't watched it at all. What? So she was yeah, so she just went to start it. Hmm. But you know what? I'm going to put it out there that I, I just kind of think he did it. Either him or her dad. And her son is covering for him. Mm-hmm. For one of them. Not sure who. What do you think?
0: That's kind of my, what I think, too. Wells and I talked about it yesterday. He is really sold on that it's Donald Sutherland.
2: That's what I think.
0: He and Sarah said that whenever you have a huge name like that playing a minor role usually there's a reason and like you know she was like I just feel like because his role is so minor it wouldn't shock me if it was him in the end but I still I think like because ever since like episode two you're kind of like oh well it can't be can't be Hugh Grant's character it's too obvious I could That's see kind it
2: of why I think it is Hugh. yeah
0: I could see it being him because they've kind of led everybody off of his trail this whole time so but definitely I, the kid the kid's in on it for sure well
2: if I really was gonna say what I if I had to choose I think Hugh did it And I think the kid hit it and has no remorse because we found out that Hugh's character, when his sister was killed, had no remorse. And so I feel like it could be that. I don't know if the kid would be as, would take as much of a risk for the grandfather than he would his own father. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. But the kid's definitely been a little off all season. All season. And so obsessed with watching all the news coverage Uh and all that. So anyway, I can't wait till tonight and see the final episode. I'm just sad it's the final episode. I know. You have no idea what you're missing on Succession. Really? Brandy. That's what Wells said. I am dying. It is so good. Okay, so here's the thing. It was so slow until episode like six, seven. And I was like, why are people watching this? But something told me to just keep watching. And I'm telling you, episode seven changes everything. I'm way into two. I'm thinking I'm on episode seven of season two now. Season two is even better. Like it is insanely great. Okay, but guys, if you have not watched Succession, give it a shot. But you you got to get through the first six and Mm -hmm. like five seven, and you got to really like business. It's a lot of business and politics and things like that. So anyway, it's incredible. Awesome, because I'm I'm telling you, got a good show. I'm having some. I like what? What do you watch next? Like I can't find anything to watch.
0: I know. Now Now the Dancing with the Stars is over, I'm really like, what do we watch on television? I just don't know.
2: You see, people, if Hollywood wouldn't keep turning down <laughs> Tish Cyrus, they would have some good things to watch. Oh,
0: my gosh.
2: I'd pitch some doozies.
0: You know what? I'm wrong. You're not Paul McDonald's biggest fan. You're your own <laughs> biggest fan.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, like, hello, Look at Molly's record. Look at Noah getting nominated. Look at Old Town Road. I'm sorry. I'm on a roll. You are And nobody gives me credit over here.
0: Well, your Instagram's popping off. Your content's great. My content is great. A lot of interior design content. I'm here for it.
2: And I have some really cool, amazing designers hitting me up that I've followed for so long that I respect so much. And it really makes me so happy when that happens. Very cool. But anyway... So yeah, what have you been doing?
0: Love it. You know what? Rye and I have really been loving ourselves some Yahtzee
2: lately. I have never played that game in my life.
0: Oh my God. I was literally thinking I can't wait until MT gets here because I know you love card games and this isn't exactly a card game, but I feel like once you get the hang of this, you're going to be very competitive.
2: What is it exactly?
0: Okay. I can't believe you don't know what Yahtzee is. I used to play it all the time at the big friend group in LA. So it's, you roll dice and then you have this like game card and it's, so each turn you're trying to get like three of a kind or four of a kind or a full house. So it's a game of chance because you're rolling dice, but then it's also strategy to be like, Oh, I didn't get what I wanted. So where do I take a zero and where do I hold out for a Yahtzee? And so like, I don't know, it's a numbers game in a sense, but it's the strategy to know like when to take a risk and when not to. And I just feel like you could be really good at that.
2: Okay. I like that.
0: I gotta tell you, I've been winning games left and right.
2: Really? Yeah. I mean, I do love to play cards, so maybe it is something I would love.
0: We're going to make you play because we're obsessed all of a sudden.
2: Okay, amazing. But I can't wait to be home for Christmas and us all get to play games. I think that sounds really fun. Yeah, super fun. So
0: we've actually been doing a lot of that in our free time. Okay. But should we uh, should we go ahead and dive into some DMTs since we have Paul coming on later? I think we should.
3: Hey, guys, this is Morgan. Um, Love the podcast and love the family. I just had a question about beauty tips. So what are your favorite products? What are your favorite things to do? And especially dealing with mask acne right now. So how are you dealing with that? And any good tips to use for that? All right. Thank you. Love you both. And have a great day, guys.
0: I think I have a mask knee zit right now.
2: Okay, I keep hearing that, and it's a like not to toot my own horn again, but I just don't get, get acne. <laughs> I don't get acne, but I swear by Rodan and Fields products, and they have a product called Soothe that I feel like would be really good if you do get dry, because I could see getting dry right there, and also their own blemish is unreal. Like people that have had acne, that you know, been in my life, that I've recommended it, they love it. But Thirst Soothe is so good for like wind burn or any dry, you know, areas like that. So if you can, I think check out Rodanum Fields, Unblemish or Soothe. All
0: right, guys, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our favorite sponsors, Nutrafol. Totally. Plus, they are precision crafted plant based packs that are entirely food safe so they can be used with any of your cannabis products. Integra offers an array of sizes and relative humidity levels for storing flour, pre-rolls, gummies, blunt wraps and so much more.
2: For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code SWS at checkout for 15% off of your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. Use code STONED for 15% off your first purchase of LumiDeodorant.com. That's code STONED at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. But speaking of beauty products, oh, it is so insane. And I don't know if I've ever noticed this before until the pandemic. And I feel like it's gotten crazy since the pandemic because we're all on our computers so much. Are there just way more advertisements on Facebook and Instagram and everything now. It does seem that way. I mean, there are so many. I do not remember that at all, but I am a sucker for it. I'm an absolute sucker. I actually want everything I see, especially for like neck pain and back pain. And I'm like hitting Brandy up, one. Can you get me one of these? All the time. What was that thing you asked me about today? We have to get one. It's called a power plate. And it's that vibration and all kinds of people were raving over it. Even like Clint Eastwood and people that are old like me say that it takes away stiffness, hip pain, joint makes you more flexible before you like ride your horse. So that I definitely want. But I saw this product and it's a foundation.
0: I'm obsessed with Ilya.
2: I've never heard of that. I I use Facebook. I use like
0: six of their products in my daily makeup routine.
2: Okay. It's called Ilia. It's amazing. And it was an older lady, probably in her 60s, that did like a makeup tutorial with it. I ordered this in two shades because I like to like mix my shades like Mm -hmm. darker. I have a little bit of a tan lighter if I don't. You guys, I-L-I-A, Ilia. This this is not an ad. I wish it was because I love it so much, but it's not. But I ordered this and for mature skin, dry skin, whatever, It is the most moisturizing foundation I have ever used. And I love it because it can go on as light as you want it, or you can build with it. And it is just because foundation, because it Mm -hmm. does settle into my wrinkles. This does not do that at all. Obsess, what products do you
0: use? So I've really been trying to switch over to just clean everything that I can and especially the things I put on my face, like clean skincare, clean makeup. And so this brand is that. And that's one of the reasons why I was interested in trying it. But what my mom is saying is that, you know, the foundations, they look really natural. And so when I I tried this because they have the, a product called Skin Tint and it's especially in the summer, it's just my go-to because it's SPF 40. So you're getting your sunscreen and it, gives, it just gives like a dewy finish and it's very transparent and I just really like that about it. But okay, I use a couple of their products. I use the cheek color, the concealer, but my all-time favorite Ilia product is the mascara. And I am, I what? have such a hard time finding mascaras that I like. Like I'm so picky and I'm obsessed with theirs. And even Noah came out in town like a couple months ago and asked to use my makeup. And I'm like, where would you get your own? But she came and she borrowed my makeup and she was freaking over the mascara.
2: So I actually use the True Skin Serum Foundation and I just know that it's aloe infused. It's just amazing. So now I just, I'm going to go order the products, but it just popped up on Facebook And for some reason, probably stoned, I ordered it and obsessed.
0: Yeah. Well, it just goes to show you that influencer marketing works. (laughs) Because I'm sure it was an influencer.
2: I ordered the little thing, the the lotus mat that you lay on that puts a million needles in your skin. Mm -hmm. It is so painful. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's supposed to be amazing. But I cannot quit ordering stuff off Facebook. It's crazy. (laughs) Anyway, anyways, so I just had to tell everybody that if you're looking for a new foundation,
0: get it because it is good. It is good. I'm going to – I'll do a post this week of my favorite Ilya products because there are just so many besides that, too, that are so good. All right. We've gotten so off track. Here's our second message.
3: Hi, Tish and Brandy. This is Melanie from Crofton, Maryland. This message is for Tish. Tish, I know you have super talented – children in the music industry and my question is how involved are you in their you know their music do you help them write do you help with production or marketing do they play you their songs before they're released how does it work Uh, I know that you were at the Miley's VMA performance and just this past week with Plastic Hearts coming out and then Noah's Grammy nomination I just imagine you must be so busy and so proud so yeah i'm just really intrigued by that all right love you guys bye
0: so cool like Absolutely. one of these days we need a camera to follow you for like a week and show Absolutely. like a day in the
2: life of tish cyrus honestly it is a little nuts yes the answer is yes very very involved you know used to be when they were younger they'd get so mad because they could both end up having something on the same day and i'd have to like go to one and then the other and if i wasn't able to do that the other one was mad but you know, now that they're older, it's easier. I've just always, you know, been on every tour and done all those things, but I do manage both girls and I manage Miley with someone and I manage Noah with someone else. And it's really, really fun. And yeah, I'm really involved in everything. I don't write or produce their songs, but I do kind of everything else that a manager would do from, you know, listening to songs that they send that they might be selecting for a record or listening to the production. And, you know, I'm pretty opinionated. You know, I love real guitars and real drums. And and as I love being a part of that process and wardrobe for video shoots. And I also, you know, have a production company and I'm really involved in like the video shoots and things like that. And so, yeah, like since Molly was 12, I've been, I've managed her from then until now and Noah as well. And it's really, really fun. And the only thing is, is, you know, you really have to balance and I don't know how, but We've somehow done it well. I think it can be not great for a parent to be a manager. And I think you have to be very careful doing that. But for some reason, it's really worked for us and it's been amazing and I enjoy it and I love it. Um, but that's why I was like, maybe I need to take on somebody that's not a family member. <laughs> you know what? But I will also say that used to, they would think of me as like, okay, maybe she's not right because she's my mom. And neither one of them really do that anymore. Now that they're grown up, I feel like they really respect my opinion and want it and like it. Whereas before, sometimes it can be a little weird in their more rebellious stages. But yeah, it's fun. And I love it. Cute. Hi, Tish and Brandy.
3: Sorry, I'm stoned in my bathroom. Uh listening to your podcast my name is chelsea and i'm from chicago i love you both and love listening to every week uh, i have a quick designing question for you i recently moved in with my boyfriend and i've been styling our living room based on the paint colors that were done in our rental one wall is like a slate blue accent wall and the rest are kind of like a light blue slash white they also have super high ceilings uh, that have, like, huge white supporting beams and that have huge windows that create really great light in the room to just kind of give you a sense of it. My big kind of dilemma of it is that I started feeling good designing it is more of like a coastal theme a little bit beachy but again we're in chicago we're not at the beach but i'm kind of going off the colors of gray white and blue and i feel like it's getting a little too matchy matchy and blending in and kind of making it a little boring is there a good color or pattern that you would uh, recommend to make it pop and make it more exciting i appreciate any help you can give i love the podcast thanks so much
2: i have an idea Oh, great. What a great idea to listen to a podcast in the bathtub. I am such a bath girl. Mm. I am so jealous of you right now. Just saying. (laughs) That sounds divine. But your house sounds beautiful, by the way. And I love a slate blue. Mm-hmm. Um, in my kitchen, I have my uh, cabinets are all white. And my island is a, a really, really pretty blue called Blue Note. That's kind of that color. And I, also in my living room, all my shelving is pain, painted that color. And I just think, I don't know, it's one of my favorite colors in a house. But if you are feeling that way, that it's getting a little monotonous, I get that. And I think it would be really fun. Fun, especially in a one accent wall to do a wallpaper mm-hmm. because wallpaper I feel like when you do like an accent wall so cool and another thing that I really love is like if you're doing a bedroom and it say it's in a blue just do the uh, ceiling in wallpaper it just breaks things up and makes it everything not so boring mm-hmm. but I'm really into wallpaper and these days most wallpaper comes in the kind that you can put up and take right back down. Yeah. But you don't have to have it professionally installed. And so I think wallpaper would be really, really fun to bring in with that slate blue.
0: Mm, I love that. And-
2: Also, I was thinking, like, so it doesn't go too beachy, maybe make sure that not all the woods in the house are so light. Maybe bring in a coffee table that's, you know, not like a whitewashed or not like a super light wood. So maybe just ground it in some darker things. It sounds like a leather chair or something leather would be really pretty, like, That's what I was thinking.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, it sounds like a
0: lot of cool tones, like gray and blues Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So I think adding some warm tones in would be nice. And you can still add... like masculine warm tones in like a cognac colored like sofa leather leather armchair sofa whatnot or even uh rattan is kind of that same like warm color and i think just having that tone mixed in with the blues and the grays would bring a different vibe to it yeah or some like gold accents like a gold gold lamp really pretty too yeah
4: hi this is here from north carolina i had one quick a high design question that I just thought of while I was listening to the most recent episode. Uh, So I'm living in a pretty small apartment, just me and a roommate in a two-bedroom, and I was wondering if you had any advice for dealing with kind of uh, musical instruments, like I have a big keyboard and a big guitar, and I want to kind of have them be part of the room aesthetic and not just kind of stick out. And I know that your family is very musical, and you've probably dealt with this um, with all of your various instruments and and awards and all those kinds of things so i don't have i would love to one day in a beautiful home have my own baby grand but i just have a yamaha keyboard but it's substantial 88 keys and everything so i was just wondering if you had any suggestions for kind of sprucing up kind of a music corner or or ways that you make the musical instruments into kind of uh design pieces if you will anyways thank you so much love the pod bye guys
2: great question Love this question because I'm, like I said, I am a big fan of when you walk in someone's home and you're looking around that you kind of know who lives there and what they love and their interests and who they really are. And so I'm a huge fan of putting guitars on the wall like a piece of art. And if you look on um, guitarcenter.com, they have so many inexpensive guitar hooks that you know you just They're pretty easy to hang. They hang like an inch or an inch and a half off the wall. So they don't leave super flat. And it says that it keeps them tuned correctly. And they just look so beautiful on the wall. And I love that as a part of a decor. And we'll put a few pictures up maybe on my stories that kind of show how I've done that. And even with some plants around it and just get some really cool vibes with the guitars and plants. And I think it's so pretty. As far as the really large keyboard, we also talk a lot about the IQ shelving. It's called lack shelving that I feel like you could put under a TV or just hang on the wall in a music space and just set that on like a really long white shelf and maybe hang a couple pieces of art over it. And that could be really pretty as well.
0: I'm a big fan of like leaning into the, you know, if you have a big piece of equipment in a room, like instead of just setting it out and hoping it blends in actually like drawing attention to it. So like I have a bunch of DJ gear set up in my bonus room. And I mean, it's not small. Like it's a lot of equipment. It's speakers. It's there's a lot of cables. Like it's a whole thing. And so I have it sitting on just like a really simple white desk. But we hung a disco ball it above it. So good. Which is so cool. And that I actually have lights that I bought from Lowe's that are meant for. I think like Christmas time and Halloween and stuff where they project on the house, but I have them where I can turn them on and project on the white wall behind my stuff. And then I even have an idea to put like a big neon sign behind it and like actually make a moment out of the music corner in that room. And so I think you can definitely find ways to, I don't know, make it part of the room and really make it stand out in a cool way instead of just like putting it in the corner and hoping no one sees
2: it. I love that. I love that. Actually, we had so much fun too, like – Being that it is there and out, like when we're at Brandy's house, like Noah's over there DJing, and it's just so much fun. And actually, you really do use it. And, you know, we had a blast with it the last time we were all there.
0: Noah was trying to (laughs) DJ.
2: (laughs) It was hilarious.
0: She wasn't even really trying that hard.
2: (laughs) It It was was so fun. It was
0: fun, though. All right, Stoners, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our podcast sponsors. Here she freaking goes. Mother, we need to tell the stoners about mood. Oh. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code SWS. That's hellomood.com code SWS for 20% off your order and a free THCA pre roll. Cute.
0: Staying on the high design train for a minute, you're going to think I'm nuts, but like you guys know how long have I been talking about trying to find freaking drapery for my master bedroom? Like, a long time. So long. Okay. So my one of my big things, though, is I want blackout curtains because I just, I, I like my room to be really dark. So I've been searching, searching, searching. And on Black Friday, I was looking everywhere trying to find drapes. So I finally found some that I really think I love. Like, until I see them in person, I can't, like, really say I'm sold. But I love them online, and they're just Magnolia Home from Target. And I got so excited about it. Scroll down. They're not blackout. Ugh. So well, I you think can what put I'm, a
2: blackout behind it.
0: Yes. So I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to wait till I get them and make sure I love them. But then I was also searching and it looks like Pottery Barn and West Elm both sell like blackout liners that yeah. literally just hook on to the drape. So because like I never want two sets, like I don't ever want yeah. like a blackout set behind that's stupid, but these just look like they clip right on. So if I love these Target drapes, a will post them for you guys, but B, I'm going to do this blackout thing and let you know how easy it is to just attach these liners on because this could solve all of my issues.
2: Yes, it could. And did you get like a more of a stone color than the flax? It says it is, well, I think it's called
0: sour cream. Ooh. So it, it looks like it's just like a little bit off white.
2: Okay. I like that. Least, I'm hoping. I well, like I actually tooting my own horn. I was, I was like, I'm going to get a task grab it because I've been holding on some drapery that I need hung. And so I was going to, after I had my floors done, I was going to task grab it, And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this myself. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to focus. I'm going to measure because I'm really like everything has to be perfectly level. I was really afraid. I hung those in less than an hour and they are sheer perfection, blackout, and they go like, you know, go around the ends so it covers all the light. You are going to love your life when you stay here. Can't freaking wait. I hung them all by my little self.
0: Were you high when you hung them?
2: Yes, that's a key element (laughs) in doing this.
0: I bet that actually helped.
2: It did help a lot.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, I can't wait to come stay. It's
2: so good. All right. Well, do you know what time it is? It's time to get Paul McDonald. (laughs) I'm so, wait, hold on, phoners. I'm going to need to get chill.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah, please don't fangirl right now and embarrass me.
2: I mean, how do you not fangirl when your favorite artist is on?
0: I would say let's intro him, but honestly, we've talked about, you've talked about him so much, I don't even know that he needs an intro. Oh,
2: He's a cutie. Lord. Okay. Let's get Paul. Oh, there it is. What's there up, he is. Girl? Wait a minute. Brandy, why can I only see your big face in the screen? I can't see Paul. I don't know. What, I can what, see Paul great. Ugh, I don't know how to do this. Uh, um, hmm. Grid view? Yes. Whoa. I mean, I see him in a little teeny tiny circle, but that's not enough. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed.
2: Brandy already told me not to embarrass her, but I'm sorry. I just can't help it. Uh, Do you
0: you know that my mother is your biggest fan? (laughs) That's not an exaggeration.
2: (laughs) No, I'm not. I did not not know that.
5: No. I I truly could
2: possibly be your biggest fan. (laughs) No, she is. That's
5: amazing. As soon as
0: live shows start back, she's going to be front row, Head banging, whipping that hair around, or whatever oh. she does. <laughs>
2: well, the sucky part is, is did you not just have a show in Nashville?
5: I just, yeah, I just did one of those kind of uh, Sunday night things. I know it was fun.
2: Yeah, I saw you, that.
5: You, you guys are in L. A. right now.
2: I'm, I'm in, in L. A. Randy's in, Nash. in Nashville. Cool. But honestly, I always give Brandy a hard time about Nashville because I'm not really a Nashville girl, but I'm starting to love it. I actually forced my way in because like Brandy's also my best friend. <laughs> and so I built, I built me an apartment, no shit, in her basement. And so oh, when I'm a- in town, I live with Brandy.
0: Oh, boy.
2: <laughs> that is awesome. I mean, me, is- my
0: boyfriend and my mom, one big happy
5: family. <laughs> that's hilarious.
2: We're just one big, cute, happy family. Okay, anyway, back to Paul. Paul, seriously, no kidding. I mean, like, they all joke because they're like, what'd you do this weekend? And I'm saying, get stoned and listen to Paul McDonald because it's true. And honestly, this record, it blows my mind. Like, it is very rare that I like a record from the beginning to the end. It okay. never happens. And I love every single song so much. Man. And what headspace were you in during all these songs? Because I feel like you got your heart broke a lot.
5: I Man, I, I was, I was, yeah, I was in a pretty bad spot. Uh, at that point, it was almost like uh, that record saved my life. I, I, was, uh, I was living in Los Angeles at the time. I'm, I'm from Alabama originally. I lived in Nashville uh, for a handful of years and had a kind of a rock and roll band that I was touring with forever. And then I moved out to LA. Uh, I got married and then uh, and then divorced within like three years and and the and the relationship was kind of a pretty uh, high profile kind of situation and it just tore me apart and I moved back home and crawled under a rock and wrote you know hundreds of songs and just kind of did it more uh, more for therapy it was really I just that was the only thing I could do was was write songs you know it was kind of how I I healed throughout that process but yeah that's that's where i got those songs it was all real you know i don't i don't think i could have written it without that heartbreak you know
0: how long did you spend writing that album
5: it was uh gosh i came back in 2013 so i started writing it around around then like and then i put it out and i think we recorded in 2016 so probably three years total
1: and i had never
5: really done uh like the co-writing thing with my with my first band i was kind of the primary songwriter and uh, and I'd always been, like, you know, just the, the artist guy that did that. And then when I got back to Nashville, I, I decided I should probably t- try to figure out how to, like, co-write songs with people. First off, because I needed friends. I was like, <laughs> God, please. I need, like, uh, so all these, these writing sessions turned into pretty much therapy for me. I'd walk in and just vomit out all this stuff. And my friends were like, Jeez, Paul, let's just, let's, let's write about that. But yeah, it took me three years to write and I wrote hundreds of songs and kind of passed a a lot of them off and, and kind of funneled it down to the top, probably 20 songs and then we cut 14 of them maybe.
0: Yeah, I don't think people realize how long it takes to make one record. You know what I mean? Like yeah. my sister just put out an album and I've been listening to some of those demos for the for like th- two or three years, you know? Oops. And I, yeah. I think people that don't do music or have a music background of any kind like would be really shocked by that, you know? But it really is like, I think, art, you know, as artists, like you get so invested in the project because it, you spend so much of your time doing it. And so that's why, like you know, I think fans sometimes get frustrated. They're like, "We we want a new album, we want new music." But it's like, bro, to get the goods, you gotta, like, you gotta
5: Yeah, you gotta live a little bit, and you gotta go through uh, some stuff to kind of catch songs. And and I've found that recently, like, uh, there's a lot of stuff to write about currently. But I'm in a much uh, better headspace, so I, fi- I find myself not writing as much because I'm just happy now you that's know, what I was
2: getting ready to say I, yeah. I, like that's a thing too so actually the thing you s- saying that is like for me maybe while I while I love the record and who you are as an artist because I feel like these days I get on this kind of music thing a lot because it pisses me off like I feel like there's so many artists that just take songs and you know don't write their music and I, and a lot of that music is things that I you know don't I don't listen to the radio all that much because I feel like a lot of artists just take songs and they're just, you know, the kind of the same sound and whatever. And I think that this I definitely knew that you were definitely writing these songs because these songs, there's several that make me really happy because they're upbeat and they're fun. Yeah but the ones that are sad and I want to listen to because I actually kind of like being sad and depressed sometimes I love we all do
1: that
2: yeah. those songs like I can hear it that that was your story and that emotion and it's just so good and like just that raw emotion is what I love in a song and I think that's why I love Modern Hearts so much and I love New Lovers and that one even though it's not a huge up-tempo song. It still makes you feel something. And yeah. I think that's why I love it. And and you know who else I really love that I feel like is a lot like you is Casey Musgraves in oh, some ways. She's, amazing. she's just, you know, she's just a little bit of a stoner. And, and I love the way she writes as well. But yeah, so I'm so stoked to have you on. And uh here you're gonna play us a few songs i
5: am yeah i'll, I'll play whatever you, whatever you guys want, want
2: me to play
0: i have one last question for paul paul who are some of your favorite artists like who do you listen to in your spare time
5: oh gosh it's a good question uh as of recently uh, i'm trying to think of like my gym playlist i've been listening to uh, an artist uh, he goes by bahamas i don't know if oh, you yeah. say bahamas is great mm-hmm. and then songwriter wise wise it's a lot of uh, you know, John Prine, uh, oh, Jason Isbell, Ryan Adams, mm-hmm. a lot of those, a lot of those kind of guys. And then I grew up listening to like Crosby, Stills and Nash, and Joni Mitchell. Uh, so it's a lot of kind of like '70s folk artists. Uh, but I'm kind of all over the board. A- as for new stuff, it's you know, a, a lot of those guys, Nathaniel Rateliff, Leon Bridges, a lot of those kind of folks in that world. You know.
2: Mm. Love it.
5: What are you guys listening to? You got anything good Good, you can I, tell me
2: about? I do love Leon Bridges. And actually, my daughter Noah did a song, her song July, that Leon jumped on. And then I, I think my son Brazen's getting ready to work with Leon. Man, so
0: that's cool. so
5: cool.
2: Yeah. yeah, so really cool.
0: That's so cool. Mom, you have you ever ever really listened to Jason Isbell, have you? No. That's one. You got to get on the Jason Isbell train. I think you'd really like him a lot.
5: Yeah, he's just a great songwriter. You know, it's, it's like a kind of country Americana uh, based, but just a great songwriter, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think the reason I love music like that so much is I've always just been such a massive fan of Chris Christopherson. I mean, his writing to me is just, I think it's again, like it's that I love it. And when I listen to it, I can feel his emotion and I just love that so much. And actually, I met him once and it was all thanks to Brandy. Nice.
0: (laughs) Where were we? The Clive Davis party?
2: We were at a Clive Davis' party, and we were uh, actually talking to Jared Leto. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We're standing there talking to Jared, and Randy leans over and she goes, "Mom, there's Christopher Swaffersen, and I just met him." and we like literally bailed, left Jared in the dust, and went and talked to Chris. I feel like you got a bail at that moment
5: for Christopher. You know? Oh
2: yeah. Oh, he was amazing. And then after he talked to us for like twenty minutes, he goes, "I better set my butt down, or my wife's gonna <laughs> kick my ass."
5: Uh uh-huh. huh. How, how old is he now? like in the 80s like yeah
2: but yeah I think that that type of rotting is why I love this record so much but uh, I think they told us that you have something new that you'd like to play and I can't wait to hear it
5: oh yeah it's whatever you guys want to hear I'm kind of here for for whatever uh
2: if I only get to pick one off the record I think it might be Modern
5: Hearts oh cool all right
2: I love it so
5: much. I don't know that my heart can take it. It's oh, boy. So you know what's crazy is this one, uh, I like, whenever I play live, especially if I have a band, which I hadn't done too many band shows recently, but this one's always such, like, a a quiet, downer song, so I rarely even play it live. Uh, and it's normally a piano song, but I don't have a piano in the house right now, so I'm going to try to do my best on acoustic guitar, and, uh, and hopefully i do it justice, you know. you may, You want to play it right now? Yeah, I can't wait. Right, cool. It's a song called Modern Hearts.
1: You'll always be the last light You're shining in my head But I gotta find myself again before I let you back in I gotta find myself again before we can be friends And pictures of your new Life a home to me. Yeah, you keep pulling me in from the computer screen. Your yeah, heartache streaming on my internet feed. Your yeah, heartache streaming on my internet feed. And time is what I need to give me a fighting chance to heal. And hey, modern hearts won't ever leave. They yeah, keep pulling me in from the computer screen. Their heart streaming on my internet feed. Their heart streaming on my internet feed. You're saying that you need me, you know that you're in pain, but you hurt me so bad and I'm afraid of it again, yeah you hurt me so bad I can't go back there again, and baby is your new life, as good as it seems, oh yes it just wants the ways you can. It all just fly like it goes with me. No such thing as good on the enemy's feet. And time is what I need to give me a faith. Pulling me in from the computers yeah, you keep pulling me in from the computers Yeah, you keep pulling me in from the computers mm-hmm. you will always be the last light You're Shining in my head Gotta find myself again before I let you back
2: Well, mother, are you alive? I'm freaking because I was just sitting here thinking about just how in today's world it is so true. Like when you break up with someone or no matter what, everything that you see on the internet always, like I can even get depressed. I said I was sad all weekend, you know, because like we weren't together as a family. And then you see all these people together with their families on Thanksgiving and it just affects you so much. And I love that part of the song because it really touches on, like, I can't imagine that. Like, that has to be so hard because you you can't get away from it. So it's no, such a cool uh, song.
5: That's like, uh, actually, I wrote that song in L.A. Uh, with, a, with a buddy that really was the only song that we've, we've ever written. And I walked in and he had just gotten, uh, came out of a, a breakup and he was, you know, just talking about... How he saw his ex girlfriend on the, you know, Facebook or something, you know, uh, with this new guy, and he was like, yeah, just so upset and blah, blah blah. And we just got to the talking about like how, you know, years ago you could kind of remove yourself from the situation and didn't have to think about it or see it. And now it's like you can dig up everybody, and and it's like, uh, it's just hard to, to get away from it. So, originally that song we wrote, and and I didn't plan on putting it on the record. Uh, I, I kind of Tossed it off. I guess said you know, should we pitch this off to some other artist and blah blah blah? And I said, yeah, of course. Uh, whatever you want to do with it. I, I was writing so many songs at the time. And then, um, funny enough, I guess he called me up like three months later and he said, uh, you know, there's an artist that wants to cut the song, and it happened to be a a, a big pop artist. And I was like, well, what's what's what what song is this? Like, let me let me revisit this song. And we kind of went back into it and. Uh, and she ended up not cutting it, and then it got passed and passed, and by the time it got circled back around, I thought, this is probably a good chance for me to cut the song, because it's nice <laughs> to do. Uh, but there was a moment where, where I thought I was going to be able to buy, uh, you know, a few houses or something off the song, but then uh, I decided it was... Uh, you know, I guess it's it's my song. I should put it out. so I'm
2: glad you didn't give that song away. I love it so much. And then also, I would love to hear your new song.
5: I guess that's what he's doing over here. yeah this I mean this 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 is a song that to tell you the truth, I wrote uh, years ago, but i have never released it. It's just a fun song like uh, I wrote this about a bartender that lives down the street. Uh, I'd kind of gotten to the point where I'd written all these songs, these sad songs about myself, and I was kind of over that. and I, uh, So I kind of wanted to, to write something that was more uh, from an outside perspective. Can't wait to hear it. All right, cool. This is a song, uh, it's called Amy Doherty.
1: There's a girl who works down at Dukes who wears high waisted jeans and got no tattoos. She, she's always talking about rock and roll and she hates on the Beatles, but she's loving the Stones. And high damn, she's a sight to see if you can catch her in that blue bed ride, right, Stewart It's like she's channeling Shirley Curdy, storming up a stage while she's serving me drinks. And then he Down on my luck, and I need a change. Get me high on love. Get me high on love. a singer the ballroom blitz. take out a room with a string of her hips. Love my rockers and a disco band a gold. Telecaster strapped around her back. And good God, she looking cool in his head. I probably pays for her jugs a jug, so two dollar bills. So, yeah, I'm just sitting here drinking champagne. toasting the sky. You don't know my name, baby. You hate me, darling. You're the one I need. Hey, my darling, you're the one I need I'm down on my luck and I need a drink You get me high on love You get me high on love Hey, my darling, you're the one I need Hey, my darling I know I might not be your type If I like Lucy with diamonds Lucy in the sky with diamonds Just let me be a dreamer for the night Just let me be a dreamer for the night Just let me be a dreamer for the night You hate me, darling, you're the one I need You hate me, darling, you're the one I need I'm down on my luck and I need a dreamer high on love, you get me high on love, you get me high on love, high on love, high on love. You hate me, darling, you're the one I need, hate me, darling, yeah. Hate me, darling, yeah. like tiny Duke so as I wasted jeans and got no tattoos. She's always talking by rockyrow♫ If she hates on the Peters, but she's loving the stone
2: That song is a smash I'm, and I know I'm so good at picking music like oh, uh, you are uh,
5: yeah, Yes. I love the dynamic between you
2: girls. I, <laughs> I'm obsessed with that song. Yeah, that's what's up.
5: Uh, thank you so much. It
2: is so, so cool. There's a little, do you know who Jeff Steele is? Oh, yeah, I know Jeff, of course. Yeah, I love it. There's a little bit of that. There. He has a song called Hollywood Girl that I uh,
5: oh, yeah. love.
2: And, um, he is
5: awesome, by the way. Man, I've seen him he, do like, the songwriters oh, festivals, and he is he's a rock star
2: okay everybody how great was Paul like honestly fangirling I will fangirl the second we get off for you really do you have management do you have a label I've gone
5: in and out of management in this system but the majority of the majority of the past few years I've been doing it all myself you know Mm -hmm. Uh, which I've learned a lot about everything doing it that way but it is really hard and it's also like just having anybody on your team that can kind of nudge you and put you in the right place it's like yeah you know, if, if, even with, with support tours and booking agents and all that kind of stuff, it's very helpful just to have those people that can go. Paul's actually cool. Like, you know, if someone says that you're cool, then the rest of the world will think you're cool, too. You know?
2: mm-hmm. But uh, you
5: don't have a label right now? No, nothing right now. Okay. So, yeah, I, released, I released Modern Hearts independently. I paid for it all on my own and uh, pretty much spent all my money making it and uh, went from, like, you know, living in L.A. I had to pick up side gigs and blah, blah, blah to kind of pay. <laughs> I
2: should pay you back for it. <laughs>
5: yeah i mean it was just i've
2: got i've got every penny of your money out of this (laughs) right
5: well thanks like i'm trying not to like paint houses anymore and that kind of thing you know
2: yeah Well, honestly, I think you're so talented. I really do, and I love your writing and everything about it. And I'm gonna be in Nashville, as maybe we can meet up or we can Facetime or
5: whatever, and just come kind of yeah, talk. To yeah, I'm here. I'm pretty much here until I mean, I got a few gigs on the weekend. Thank goodness. Uh, yeah. With everything going on right now, I've got some work, but yeah, I'll be here. So I'm pretty much just writing for any record. And I'll be around. So if you girls want to get together and hang or do whatever, you know. That'd yeah. Be
2: cool. Yeah. And I really love, like, I love that you have kind of your own aesthetic too. Like I love, we put a picture up and you're in the all white suit and the boots and not afraid to like, I don't know. It's just really such a cool, unique thing. I love it. I think you're so cool. I think you should be touring for the rest of your life because it's that kind of music that you just, I feel like it's very much hang out and just chill and listen to that kind of music. It's my favorite
5: thing. So, You girls are awesome. I feel I feel like, I feel like me and Brandy have crossed paths so many times. It's like over at, so, I mean. Through Wells, Adams. Yeah, yeah. It's through Wells. Mm. Yeah, that's gotta be what it is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love me some Wells. Yeah. Tish yeah. is your
0: biggest fan. I think Wells is
2: your number two, though. Oh, uh,
5: Wells, yeah. Wells is awesome.
2: He loves you. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. I didn't even know that. I, that's so awesome. I love Wells and Sarah, so. Yeah,
5: that's that's a good couple right there. Right. Okay, well, <laughs>
2: thank you so much for coming on.
5: Thank you, girls, for having me. Y'all are awesome, and yeah, hit me up when you're back in town. I will, sure. My number, so.
2: Okay, see you,
5: Paul.
0: Bye. Cheers,
2: y'all.
0: How Um, cute is he? The uh, the cutest. I see what you mean.
2: He is just dreamy.
0: You are so ridiculous. All right, stoners, we love you guys so much. I hope you guys liked today's episode. It was a little bit different, but I thought it was super fun to have Paul on and and have an opportunity to talk some music, uh, which is different for us. Don't forget to call into the Sorry We're Stoned voicemail. We can't do the show without our DRMT segment, and we can't do the DRMT segment without voicemails from the stoners. So give us a call. Leave us a message. The number is 818-839-0534. We love to hear from you guys, and we love being able to play your voices on the podcast. So – Make sure you do that. If you aren't subscribed already, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And uh, we would love for you guys to give a five-star review and um, and drop a little note in the re- reviews for iTunes. That really helps us out. And we love you guys. We only have a few more episodes left of the year. I can't believe it. I can't either. Almost Christmas. my ass. All right, Stoners, we'll see you next week. Later, Stoners. <laughs>
5: Hey, it's Bobby Bones, executive
0: producer of Make It Up As We Go, the brand new podcast from Audio Up and iHeartRadio. Brought to you exclusively by Unilever's Knorr and Magnum brands. The story follows the songwriter's journey as well as the songs themselves and how they make it to country radio. From executive producer Miranda Lambert and creators Scarlett Berg and Jared Goodstead, A story inspired by the competitive world of Nashville writing Rooms, featuring original music by Scarlett Burke, director and executive producer, featuring some of the biggest names in country, including Nicole
1: Gallagher.
4: And everything not working out is, everything just working out. It's feeling like a Monday on a Saturday night.
0: Make It Up As We Go drops October 8th only on the iHeart Podcast Network, in association with Audio Up Media, created by Scarlett Burke and Jared Gustav
1: can make it up as we go.
4: Hey guys, I'm Alana Dunn and I'm the host of seeing other people as an early hinge employee, a modern dater, and now a fiance. I know the dating world maybe a little too intimately. I'm here to make you feel less alone in your dating journey, whatever it may look like. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Whether you're looking for love or just want to laugh and commiserate with others, tune in to Seeing Other People as we explore the roller coaster that is the ever-evolving world of dating.
0: This podcast has been brought to you
3: by Podcast Nation.